Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Dream of Water podcast. I'm always your host, Marie Craven. And today we are back. We're bike with another video. Well, not video, another episode, man. I'm trying to get some video for y'all eventually once this thing starts blowing up. So y'all keep patient with me. All right, listen, this is this is the deal. This is this is the deal, real deal, spiel, holy field. Finals is here. You know, I went through a lot of personal stuff. That's why the podcast kind of went on hold. Other than that, you know, you can kind of say we back. You know, we trying to make some stuff happen. Trying to do some good stuff around here. So, here's how it's going to go. We got, of course, today we're talking about the draft. Then we'll probably talk about a little bit of basketball. Then we'll be going on a break. (laughs) At least sports-wise. Because I have no analysts for baseball. Um, I barely can analyze the NBA. I really can't do much about the WNBA, but I can watch a game and analyze it. So I mean, if y'all want that, let me know. Uh, if you're not already following the Drip More Water Podcast episode, I mean Instagram, please follow us on Instagram at Drip More Water Podcast underscore. Now, I will be releasing some new episodes that are bonus episodes. Um, I've gotten some inspiration for some other podcasts, and honestly, I also like to talk, and this is kind of therapeutic for me. So, without further ado, I have other podcasts. I have a bonus. So, let me let me get my thought. Let me get my thoughts, y'all. Let me get my thoughts. This will be the sports podcast. If it's a season, it has a season and an episode. Again, if it has a season and an episode then usually it's going to be a sports episode. If it says bonus, if it says bonus, it's most likely going to be a non-sports episode. Maybe talking about, you know, some pop culture. And y'all know I'm a counseling major, so, you know, I'll be, I'll be you know, just be wanting to drop knowledge on y'all sometimes. If I just feel like preaching an entire episode or something online that, you know, may deal with dating, relationships, friendships, all that good stuff. So just be on the lookout for those um, if you need something to listen to. Again, follow us on Instagram at Podcast underscore. Um, if y'all have any requests, I'm like, hey, I want to get want to get your take on, you know. And again, I'll let y'all know, like, if I can't do it, then I can't do it. But if y'all have any ideas for bonus episodes or anything like that, just let me know. And without further ado, Ash, get it. <sighs> All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and let's start it off. Um, so right now we're going to go through the whole NFL draft and right now I'm just going to give my takes to the entire, no, I'll say the, I'll say the first round, I'm going to do the first round I'm not going to do the whole first round. I'm just going to do some picks that I thought was interesting. And then I'm going to talk about the Broncos draft, you know, some players that I think that we picked up, um, that I think would be nice. And then last but not least, um, I'll, um, speak a little bit more on some picks that weren't in the first round, but I thought were good gets or mm, 
yeah, not in the first round, but I thought we were some good kids. So, without further ado, let's go. So, first overall, it was Trevor Lawrence. Let's be honest, y'all. We weren't shocked. Um, it was Trevor Lawrence, quarterback of the Clemson. You know, let, like we, we knew this even before the season started. Like, let's let's not spend too much time here. Let's spend some time talking about Zach Wilson, who was the number two overall quarterback out of BYU. Here's my thing with Zach Wilson. I like him. I think he's a cool dude. And I I, I don't know why I say that or any other analysts say that. Like, I think he's a great guy. Like, we don't know him. We don't know him personally. But he seems like a cool dude. Seems like a cool dude. Seems like he's in, like, you know, seems like he's a frat guy. Wears his hat backwards. Anyways, Zach Wilson seems like a pretty cool dude. He has some great football talent. You know, his iron talent is amazing. You know, his, you know, on the on the feet thinking is pretty good. Um accurate, has arm strength, um, had a great year last year. My problem here with Zach Wilson is I think people overanalyzed him into being a number two overall pick. Now, of course, I'm not going to follow the Jets. If y'all interviewed and y'all watched the film, y'all thought this is your guy, hey, this is your guy. But me personally, I would have probably picked either Justin Fields or Trey Lance for plenty of other reasons. One, Zach Wilson really jumped the stage, and as you would say, he jumped from being maybe, like, if he had the same season he had last year, he probably would have been, like, a day three player, but jumped all the way from day three player to number two overall pick, we have an amazing season, he had 33 touchdowns and only three picks, okay, I think his team only lost one game, and, yeah, he just had an overall amazing season, now, here's where my problem comes in, and, you may have heard this on other podcasts, and I may be just reinforcing it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Number one, he didn't play tough competition. Now, for all of you who are out there saying, like, oh, well, he only, like, you guys never say that with Trey Lance or or Carson Wentz. You know, they didn't play top-tier competition, and they still turned out pretty good. Well, you know, We'll see what the Carson Wentz Let's see if they can fix him again. Trey Lance, we have time to see. He's more of a risk than Zach Wilson, in my opinion, but he was more efficient the one year he did play, so that's why I kind of give him the leg up. And he has a higher ceiling. But Trey Lance, I mean, not Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, let's be honest, y'all. Like, you know, Carson Wentz and Trey Lance, those, those you know, D1AA players, quarterbacks, they were playing elite competition at their level. Like they were upsetting, they were upsetting D one teams. Like, uh, like they were upsetting D one teams. They were in the playoffs every year in the national championship. So they was playing competition. Zach Wilson really didn't face too much competition in the worst time. And the one time they faced some really good competition, in my opinion, was Coastal Carolina. They got smacked. Not smacked, but they got handled. So that's a red flag to me. Second, people are trying to compare him to Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes when it in my opinion it just doesn't add up. Okay, Patrick Mahomes had an amazing arm talent. Zach Wilson has amazing arm talent. He's going to the Jets. Let's be honest, guys. Jets don't have a Tyreek Hill, Miko, uh Robinson, Travis Kelsey. Uh, various running backs to catch it out the backfield. They don't have. They don't have a Sammy Watkins. Okay, they don't. They don't have. They don't have an Andy Reid. 
to draw up those type of plays. You know, so you comparing them to Zach Wilson just off of arm strength, you kind of need to give him more factors. And then Joe Burrow, because you know, he didn't do good last season, but he kind of blew up on the scene this season. And I'm going to take that one. I'm not going to, you know, allow you to do that comparison, too, because Joe Burrow threw for 60 touchdowns. Point blank, period. 60. 60 of them things. Now, I know it was a COVID season and it was shorter, but Zach Wilson only threw half of that. It's it's not the same. And he wasn't doing it against Alabama. He wasn't doing it against Georgia. He wasn't doing it against SEC. Then went on to whip uh, Texas not Texas A&M, Oklahoma. And then went on to whip Clemson. Like, Joe Burrow was doing it against top competition. Like, Zach Wilson was doing it against any competition. So, I don't like the comparisons. I think they just saw, you know, excitement out of Zach Wilson, and it was just an excitement high, and they went for him. Now, do I think he should have been a first-round quarterback? Yes. Do I think he was the worst quarterback in, that was picked in the first round? No. But there's other factors where I don't think Zach Wilson meets other quarterbacks. Like, he's not, you know, if we have to say he's the fastest and he's the mobile. When you're talking about fast and mobility, you know, he's probably down there. The only person he beats is Mac Jones. And, of course, Kyle Trask, but Kyle Trask didn't get drafted in the first round. Like, yeah, there's, there's just those things that, you know, in my opinion, yeah, that that's just my opinion. But, hey, I hope he proves me wrong. I never wish a player to be a, a, a bust because I know it's embarrassing. So, on the third pick, Trey Lance of the North Dakota State. Again, another player who has a really – he could be either real true to boom or bust. Okay, either he can buzz and he wasn't ready enough for the league. He should have never took that year off, and he's not ready. He's not ready for a Kyle Shanahan type of offense. Um, or he can be, you know, one of the next great quarterbacks in this. Like we have some great quarterbacks in the league right now, um, and he can be one of the next great ones. You know, trying to fight for that spot. Um, it's, and I, I give Trey Lance a little more credit because of this. Um, Kyle Shanahan, who, outside of picking plays in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl, is a pretty good offensive mind. He's a pretty good offensive mind. And he, I wouldn't say forced, but he entertained the idea of Justin Fields going and having a second pro day. Justin Fields went and had that second pro day. Kyle Shanahan was there. And still thought Trey Lance was the guy. And, you know, Kyle, I mean, Justin Fields was doing what he was doing. He was doing amazing things and has an amazing resume. And he went and saw Mac Jones. I mean, we all know how that worked out. I think they just threw in Mac Jones just to just to offset some people. Like, like, we could take him. Like, they weren't taking Mac Jones. Come on now. Like, you should have saw, like, when he was overthrowing people, you should have saw Kyle Shanahan's face. It was hilarious. But here's where I'm going with this. If he saw that from Justin Fields, he probably saw and then watched Trey Lance. Probably just liked Trey Lance better. Probably thought he had more potential and, and took him. And so with that, hey, you got Trey Trey Area, and he uh he's coming on he's coming on to the bay. So I like the pick number four, Kyle Pitts, tied in out of Florida. I mean, this was a cool pick. I liked it. You know, not too much to say here, but. Yeah, we expect the Kyle Pitts to go up this high the board, especially if they're looking to trade Julio. I mean, they might need someone to replace him. Um, so, yeah, it's a cool pick. You know, not a, you know, 
I don't really have any positive or negative for it. Number five, the Bengals took Jamar Chase out of LSU. Wasn't a fan of this pick. Was not a fan of this pick just because you need to protect Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow has obviously shown, I know they lost a lot of close games, and they even won some games, but Joe Burrow has shown that he can do it with, he can do it with some decent receivers. And I don't know about y'all, but it just feels like, you know, if there's one thing that college football is producing, they're producing some wide receivers. I mean, it just feels like every single year you got this receiver, this receiver, this receiver, this receiver coming out. And it's like, you know, so it's not like, you know, maybe next year, like I don't think the quarterback class is going to be as good as this one next year. Um, like It's not like one of them things like where it's kind of like a position or where it may be a good year next year, maybe a bad year next year. Like you got guys like Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson coming out, got Michi out of Alabama coming out. You know, you got players out of, you know, you got players out of other, um, like a lot of other places coming out at wide receiver. And I think you could have waited till next year for a wide receiver if you really wanted to draft one that bad. I thought Penny Sue would have been better right here, but that's just me. Um, but, I mean, the LSU boys are back in connection. and Hopefully Joe Burrow will have enough time in the pocket to get it to him. That's all I got to say about that. Number six, Jalen Waddle. That was pretty expected too. Um, yeah, nothing too much to say on that. That was pretty much expected. Good pick. Number seven, the Detroit Lions. Pinay Sewell, offensive tackle. Um, offensive tackle out of Oregon. I like it. Um, however. Well, I'm a, I'll say I like I like the pick just because the Lions are kind of in a tough spot right here. You either get a potential generational type of tackle, and he goes on to play for some years, and then you give the guy you just traded for a chance, or you draft a rookie quarterback like the Justin Fields, who is available right here, and... He has no protection. Jared Goff has no protection. And now you're still at square one. So I think it was good that they picked Penny Sewell. And, uh, yeah, that was a good pick. Now, here's where things, you know, get a little shaky for me. Now, cornerback J.C. Horn of South Carolina was selected by the Carolina Panthers. I understand they had a need for corner. But Justin Fields was on the board. Um... So is that you telling your fan base and, you know, your higher-ups, like, hey, we have our faith in Sam Darnold? You know, we just traded for Sam Darnold for, you know, we just traded for Sam Darnold. And has he shown enough? Has he shown enough? I don't know. I mean, Sam Darnold is only, like, 24, 25, 26, like, maybe even not even 26. Like, yeah, he's somewhere in that age range. Like, he's young. Sam Darnold's really young, so... You got time left in the league, and I don't know. I just think, you know, you can get a guy like Justin Fields, and he could definitely up your offense. But I don't know. We'll see how it works. Hopefully, Sam Donald with his new, um, with his new team can do something nice. Number nine, Patrick Sertan, out of Alabama, selected by my Denver Broncos. 
another team where I'm like, okay, they Justin Fields could have been useful right here. <sighs> let me let me give let me try to explain why we could have. Let me try to explain logic from what I've been hearing. What I've been hearing is that we are trying to get together a package to send to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. Now, here is my problem. Green Bay obviously is stingy as hell, and they don't give a damn about Aaron Rodgers. They they just don't. They're like, okay, he's retired. We don't give a damn. We don't care. We really don't care. Okay? So if we do, if they don't trade him at all, then we drafted a corner after signing three corners this offseason. Doesn't make too much sense. Probably could have used a linebacker like a Micah Parsons right here. But, hey, that's just me. Or a Justin Fields. Because our quarterback situation, in my personal opinion, is very shaky. Drew Locke did not have a good year last year. But y'all know me. I'm a patient guy. I'm a very, very patient guy. So, he didn't have a good year last year. He had a decent year his rookie year. You know, going 5-1 and one or whatever he went. Let's give him one more year. I think this is Drew Locke's, hey, you put up or you shut up here. Okay? And I'll admit, Drew Locke didn't have the best games, but, you know, Jerry Judy was dropping balls. Cortland Sutton was hurt. Um, KJ Hamler wasn't always 100%. Like, you know, he had a lot going against him. So, I think with this year, whoever is a starting quarterback, they need to ball out or to prove something. And so, that's where, like, Drew Locke stands. Teddy Bridgewater. Not to be through, my boy. You didn't have a good season last season. A lot of people are going from your hype from when you did what you did with the Saints. And so maybe we can try to bring some of that magic. But, again, Teddy's getting older, and he's had so many career-ending injuries. How much longer is his body going to be able to let him play football? Like, I'm thinking future-wise, like, this is why I thought we probably should have drafted a quarterback, Justin Fields, just because we need a quarterback and we need a long-term quarterback, like, I mean, we traded for Peyton Manning, but I think the – was Jay Cutler the last quarterback that we actually drafted and kept for a while? Like, other than that, we've been drafting horrible quarterbacks, man. So, I don't know. But I like Patrick Sertan, so that's why I'm not too upset at the pick. Because if we do end up keeping Patrick Sertan, he's nice. I like him, and I think he's going to be nice. So, that's just that. Number 10, Devonta Smith goes to – um, the Eagles, hey, my boy Jalen Hurts got somebody to throw to, the Alabama connection bike. Um, that's all I got to say about that pick. Chicago Bears pick up Justin Fields. I like the pick. About time. Um, Bears have, what is it? Um, uh, Bears fans always tell me that I've never had a 4,000-yard passer where you just got one. So, hopefully I can get him some weapons, some protection, and, you know, I can I can do something nice with my boy. Ha, let's talk about this. Um, number twelve, the Cowboys selected Michael Parsons, linebacker out of linebacker out of Penn State. Ha. Now all of the ma- mock bleh, sorry y'all, all of the mock boards said that. We were picking Patrick Satan or Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley is actually available right here. I, I do want to point that out. He didn't get picked till number 22 by the Titans, which that was a good pick. Uh, 
Yeah, that was a good pick. I'll leave it at that. Um, so Caleb Farley, and I understand, you know, the whole, I don't know if it's a neck or spine injury that they're concerned about, but I understand that that's concerning. But you have to address the need. At this point, you just have to address the need. So you, you, you getting a linebacker in an already loaded, overcrowded linebacker room doesn't really make sense. Like, I really just don't even know if they can use Michael Parsons just because they already have so many players in that linebacking core. Like, Vander Esch, Jalen Smith kind of already have their spots on lock. So that really leaves, like, one other spot that, you know, maybe someone can get, and maybe that's Michael Parsons, maybe that's one of the other million linebackers they have. It's, it just wasn't a good pick because it's like, wow, you were going to draft one position. That shouldn't have been it. Um, if I would have been like as if they had dropped another receiver, like, wow, we already have enough of those. Can we get some DBs? That, that's Dallas. That's Dallas. They're like a DB away from being a legit team. The offensive line is always solid. Dak's coming back. You know, I think Zeke will hopefully do better after he's this season. I'll say that. Um, D-line is pretty good. Linebacking core, like I just spoke about. It's is the DB section that's, that kills you every time. So, we'll see. Um, Rashawn Slater just got drafted by the Chargers out of Northwestern. Um, again, good pick. They needed to protect Justin Herbert. This is what the Bengals should have did by taking Penny Sewell. So, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to skip the, the Jets' second pick because I just need somebody to protect. Uh, Mac, not Mac Jones, sorry. Uh, Zach Wilson. But the next pick, number 15, the Patriots select Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. I thought this was way too high for Mac Jones. It just feels like all the statistics. Like, I don't know about y'all, but this just felt like this draft was so social media, like, biased. I don't know why, but this whole draft process just felt so biased from Mel Kuyper and all those guys at ESPN. Like, with Justin Fields dropping all the way to 20-something out of nowhere just because he had a couple bad games this year. Um, The fact that they're for some reason comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady, which I I hate. I hate. Because like, let's keep it a buck, y'all. Let's keep it a buck one thousand. Tom Brady was a six round pick for a reason. He wasn't athletic. They didn't think he could throw that far. They didn't know if he could lead a team and he barely started at his college. Like, he had a lot going against him. So, of course, everybody's trying to find the next Tom Brady. So, we're going to guy, we're gonna pick the guy that compares to him, the unathletic, should be chip on the shoulder, big college guy. I mean, I don't know. I just don't understand why, like, I just don't understand why someone would want to be comp to Tom Brady in the draft process, at least. Like, maybe potential-wise, like, Tom Brady knows the game back, like, from the front and the back of his hand. Like, Tom Brady knows the game very, very well. So, like, I don't understand why they would say, oh, yeah, he compared to Tom Brady. Mike Jones hasn't played a down in the NFL. 
And he played in a very, very, very easy offense at Alabama. A lot of swing routes. Excuse me. A lot of swing routes. A lot of deep balls. Like, not a lot of, like, complex stuff. Then, to add on that, his wide receiver won the Heisman. Hey, Jones probably would have won the Heisman if his other receiver, Jalen Waddle, wouldn't have got hurt. Jalen Waddle was out there, you know, they're running deep bombs. They're outrunning people, running. John Michie's out here run, outrunning people. Like, they're just like, it's just a team of people that's just getting outran. And, yeah, I just don't think that his film and his potential. and But it, it was just so irritating that they're trying to force this narrative of, this is the next coming of Tom Brady. Tom Brady wasn't that athletic. Tom Brady wasn't this. Tom Brady wasn't that. But guess what? Mac Jones isn't either. And guess what? He's going to turn out to be Tom Brady 2.0. Like, no, those those type of things don't happen like that. Tom Bra- Obviously, Tom Brady don't get built in the first round. No. Tom Brady's get built at pick 199 of the sixth round. Come on now. I hate that. I hate the narrative. Um, all right, let's skip some picks. Um, I really want to talk about just the top 15, but I'll go through the rest. Okay, because I want to mention some stuff. Um, I just want to laugh at the Raiders. Like, y'all picked Alex Leatherwood off of the tackle out of Alabama. Like, he definitely wasn't. Like, this is, like, the second draft in the world that y'all, like, draft a player way too early, like, and people just scratch their head. Like, y'all are hilarious. Um, Jalen Phillips. Surprised he got drafted that early, but I hope he can just stay healthy, y'all. Um, I think Kadarius Tony would be nice with the Giants. Um, I'd like them at Florida, so hopefully he can do something. Again, Caleb Farley got picked by the Titans, so Caleb Farley was on the board, but I guess not. Um, Najee Harris got picked up by the Steelers. I like that, but who's going to block for him? Just a food for thought. Did not like this Travis Etienne pick. Did not like it just because I feel like he had a there's a crowded running back room already. I understand that Romero just came out and said that he kind of wants to create him into the next. I got newer Le'Veon Bell, but um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't like it. I just didn't like that pick. I feel like they could have did something else with this pick. Probably you know, address all a lot of other needs that the Jaguars have on that team than than that. So um Rashawn Bateman out of Minnesota got drafted by the Ravens. You know, let's see what him and Lamar do. And um I'll leave it at that, y'all. I'll leave it at that. You know, that was the that was my take on the first round of the NFL draft. Now Again, there were some there were some positive and some negative picks that I uh I talk about, and you know I would like I would love for y'all to to come out to my Instagram and let me know what y'all thought was the best pick and the worst pick. Okay, so um, without further ado, let's talk about my Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos they had their draft. And I say this is a solid draft. I would say this is a solid draft. Okay, especially the first four picks, very very solid in my opinion. Okay, here and let me explain why. Okay, 
Patrick Sertan, again, I already told y'all I love him as a cornerback. I thought he is great. And not to be rude, he's great draft capital for if we can get Aaron Rodgers. Second, Javante Williams, the pick 35, running back out of North Carolina. Love this pick too. I love I love this pick. Um I really liked him at I really liked him at North Carolina. I thought he showed, you know, the shiftiness that he needed to show. You know, I thought he showed, you know, the power. He kind of, like, I hate, I'm not a big fan of player comparisons, but, like, if you're a Bronco fan, like, he gives you, like, C.J. Anderson vibes. And I know, like, he's a beloved Bronco, so, you know, I, I think he's going to be a good pick. I think he's going to work out for us. And he'll um, he'll compete for some time at running back position with Melvin Gordon. Okay, third overall, we got Quinn Marinez out of Wisconsin Whitewater. Um, they said he had a great uh, senior bowl. Don't know too much about him, but they said he's legit. They said um, he's legit. And, you know, as we all know, Bronco fans, like, especially within the past couple of years, there is no problem with us poking up the offensive line more and more and more. Like, this, yeah. So I like this pick. Then you got my boy out of OHIO. They got my boy Baron Browning, linebacker out of the Ohio State University. I like this pick mainly because he was one of those players at Ohio State where I was like, he's going to be a great pro. Like, and that's the thing, like, I guess, like, let me let me mention the Mac Jones thing with this. When you, like, watch a player, you're, you can kind of tell, like, yo, he's going to be a, a great pro. He's going to be a better pro than what he's going to be in the in many ways in college, maybe because of systems, maybe because of, you know, coaching, personnel, like, you can just tell a player's going to be a better pro than he is a college player. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to be an all-star, but, I mean, all I'm saying is this, Jordan Fuller was a three-year starter, another Ohio State safety, was a three-year starter for us, went pick 189 in the sixth, sixth round, he started for the Rams all season. Probably should, if they had an all-rookie team, probably should have made it, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, like, there's just certain players that you think are going to be better pros than you, they'll be better um, college players. And Baron Browning is one of those. Like, he showed the speed, the sideline speed to play that middle linebacker. He showed that, you know, coverage ability. He showed that rushing ability that he can get to the ball. Um, that big playability to get a fumble. Like I, I love Baron Browning. I thought he was a great pick for us, and I'm glad he's on the team. I loved him at Ohio State. Now, this is where I'm going to get to Mac Jones. Mac Jones, not that Rude doesn't deserve that hype because there was nothing that we saw from Mac Jones. We were like, yeah, he'll be a better pro than he was a college player for plenty of reasons. Hold on, y'all. Let me get some water real quick. Dream of water. All right, Mac Jones definitely, and I'll say definitely, played in an easy system, a little pitch-and-catch system, and you could just tell that the potential wasn't there. The potential was good because he thrived in that system, and that's why I'm kind of questioning where his potential was. Whereas what I've learned when I watched, I went out and watched quarterback Justin Herbert, while he was at Oregon, who kind of tried to play in that Chip Kelly, 
read option RPO system. And Justin was like, I'm kind of too advanced for this. Like, I like throwing actual passes. And they were like, no, you're going to do RPOs. And, you know, Justin Herbert has been better, a better pro in his colleges because, like, this again, the system didn't work. And, you know, probably didn't want to transfer. Was like, nah, I'm kind of committed, you know, to this system. So that's just that's just one thing I wanted to mention real quick because I didn't want it to make it seem like, oh, I just hate Mac Jones for no reason. I'm just saying, like, he didn't show the potential to be a better pro than he was college player like Tom Brady may or may have not. Because, like, I mean, you can't really address it in the draft process, but, like, I guess nobody caught on that uh, Tom Brady was hella accurate. Like, his best feat is that he's so accurate. And I guess during the draft process, people didn't care about that. They care about the 40 time, and that's it. But that's neither here nor there for me. Uh, we got Caden Stern, safety out of Texas. Um, again, I had heard some stuff about him, but that was more like his freshman or sophomore year. So kind of wondering what the dro- happened with the drop-off. But, I mean, hey, welcome to the Broncos. Hopefully we can do some things. Uh, oh, we got Jamar Johnson, safety out of Indiana. I think it's going to be nice. Um but we're already kind of deep in safety. You know, we just paid Justin Simmons all that money. Um, so, but I think it's going to be nice. He's a ball hawk. He's definitely a ball hawk. Um, Seth Williams, wide receiver out of Auburn. I mean, there's another receiver that could come in, do some justice. So, you know, let's hey, let's let's get to work, y'all. Let's, let's see what y'all can do. Uh, Kerry Vincent, cornerback out of LSU. Again, another DB that already be in our crowded DB room. But hey, you know, let's again, let's get to work. And my boy, Jonathan Cooper, seventh round, two thirty nine at Ohio State. I like this pick because I'm an Ohio State guy, and I think Jonathan Cooper deserved to be drafted. But my problem with him is that he was just always almost there. And they're listing him as an outside linebacker, which I don't know about y'all, but Ohio State, he had his hand in the dirt consistently. So I don't understand why they didn't list him as a DN when, you know, that's, you know, his position. But um, he was always just almost there. I mean, his power rushing is great. You know, he has good technique. But again, like, He's just always almost there. And, you know, and it, that's one of the things that you kind of have to have in college. Like, in college, you can't always just be almost there. Like, you need to get there, dog. Because if you can't get there in college, what makes them think that you can get there in the NFL? So, um, but I'm happy they gave him a shot, and I hope my boy can, you know, make some shake. And last but least, we got um, Marquis Spencer, defensive end. Uh, out of Mississippi State. I don't know why I feel like he's way more familiar that he should have went higher than that, but uh, I'm not sure. And yeah, not sure. But that's my recap of this draft. Um, some some surprising things. I'm so, I'm shocked that uh Dylan Moses went. Undrafted. I was I was so shocked about that just because you know I understand he's had the injury issue, 
um, throughout his career, but just didn't think a, a, a linebacker with his caliber would have went undrafted. You know, I think that was, I think that was something surprising or crazy to see. Um, my boy Trey Sermon, I I know me. I gotta talk about my Buckeyes, bro. You know, my boy Trey Sermon went to the Bay Bay Area. You know, Trey Area times two. You know, shout out. Shout out Reggie, 49ers fan. Which, you know, when you draft in the running, when you know, when you a draft a running back getting drafted from your school, you really just hope that he goes to a good system. Yeah. I think Trey Sermon could be a good running back by committee guy. And you know, he may have that time during the season where it's like he may be the main guy, or you know, late in the playoffs, he may be the main guy. So, you know, I, I like it. You know, I like I like it. Um, who else got drafted from Ohio State? Wyatt Davis went to the Vikings. Happy for that, man. Um, Luke Farrell went to the Jaguars. Hey, coach. I can see you again. Um, who else, dog? Who else? Sean Wade went to Baltimore. And honestly, I don't think he could have went to a better situation. I don't think he could have. Sean Wade... Um, as we all know, did not have a good season at all. We all know this. He got toasted. He got torched. He got exposed him. He got exposed last season, okay? Now, he cut his dreadlocks because he didn't deserve them. (laughs) But Sean Wade went into a situation that I think is very important to see what they need to, to look at this. He's going to a situation where you have two pretty good corners. I know people feel how they want to feel about Marcus Peters, but you have to do, give the dude credit. Seems like, you know, dude gets torched all game. He be getting burnt. He be getting on highlights. And then he has a game-saving interception. Like, say what you want about Marcus Peters, but, you know, is it, he's like he's like that player at the wreck where, you know, he'll make no shots, but, you know, y'all are, you know, y'all playing the 15, the score is 13, 12. And y'all like, man, we need to catch up. We need to catch up. We only down by one. We only down by one. And that dude that's been missing all day, he's the game winning shot, dog. That's what it, that's what Marcus Peters feel like. He feels like that type of dude. And so the Ravens could be looking for a new another number 24, because that is what Sean Wade were at Ohio State. They could be looking for a new corner. But also, really don't know nothing about their backup corners. So this could be a good play for Sean Wade to play in that nickel position like he was comfortable doing at Ohio State and continue to develop on the outside. And then you never know. This offseason, they may release Marcus Peters and bring in Sean Wade and be like, hey, you're going to be the number two guy up opposite sides of uh, Adam Humphreys. And so I, I, I like that spot for him a lot. And, you know, I was happy for for them to go ahead and get that boy. Um, now that the draft's over, I kind of went through this episode a little bit faster than I expected. I'm only at 39 minutes right now, at least recording time I am. Um, I'll speak about a couple things that, you know, has been on my mind as far as the upcoming season. This upcoming season... You know, it's always interesting to me that just release a schedule, I'm not going to go through the schedule because I don't – I honestly, to y'all, bro, 
I don't know what Denver Broncos team is going to show up next season. I don't know if it's going to be the, you know, the guys who who are, you know, dogs and we got Drew Locke throwing for 400 yards and defense ain't has only allowed a field goal whole game or the team that's throwing four picks and allowing four touchdowns in the first half. Like, I don't I don't know what, what team I'm going to get. I don't know what team I'm going to get. So I really don't want to do any predictions right now. But there's some interesting narratives that I would like to see in the NFL. Of course, the first big narrative is the Aaron Rodgers situation. Are they going to trade him? Are they going to, you know, release him? I doubt that they release him. That's huge trade capital. Um, Yeah, the whole Aaron Rodgers situation is interesting because then he's like threatening, you know, I'll retire. Like, okay. And what happens if he retires? Like, and I don't know about y'all, but like, I'm not done watching Aaron Rodgers play football. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever watched. He would have watched. So, I don't want to see that happen. So, that's interesting to look at. Um, of course, I just feel like we're at a standstill with this whole Deshaun Watson situation. I mean, you know, I hope the brother, you know, I, I ain't going to say I hope. You know, I think in this society that we have right now, everything everybody is is guilty until proven innocent, and so I'm I'm a change in everything. He's innocent until proven guilty until we get the proof and they convict him, or you know, he loses this set. You know, whatever case that he's doing right now, then my brother's innocent, and we trade him to where he wants to be. Now, what's interesting now? What's interesting now is that. Let's say, like, Deshaun Watson turns out to be innocent and he everything's acquitted and all that other good stuff. Here's what's interesting. What happens now to all the teams that were in trade talks with him before all this stuff popped up? Did the Denver Broncos, you know, are, is Patrick Satan, are you going to Houston now? Patrick Satan, are you going to Houston, sir? Are you going to H-Town? You, a couple other players, and Drew Locke going to H-Town, okay? Or Teddy Bridgewater, either one, okay? San Fran, is Trey Lance going to Houston? Trey Lance and Trey Sermon on the way to Houston? Nah, my boy Philip Lindsay is in Houston, but y'all chill out. But seriously, that's, that's something to think about, you know? I don't can't think of another team that's like in really deep need for a quarterback, but when Patriots still have Cam, like they obviously don't want a black quarterback. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 just a lot to, you know, ponder and think about this whole Deshaun White situation. Because if he comes out and he's like acquitted and he still wants to be traded, like I know a couple of teams that are sending out Hey, Teddy, Patrick Sertan, and a couple first-round picks, you're going your way to Houston. Thank you for your services, and good luck to you. You know, or, hey, Trey Lance, I know we just drafted you. I know you got number five. You look good in that number five. But I bet you look even better than number five in the Houston Texans jersey. You, somebody else, and a couple first-round picks, y'all go ahead and take y'all, take y'all selves on all the Houston. Y'all boys eat good. Heard they got a good food, good food down there. It is interesting to look at. Um, how am I doing on time? I know I'm just stalling. Y'all can end this episode if y'all want to. Or y'all can keep hearing me stall. 
because I'm too young. Um, also, I think I'm I'm kind of interested to see this whole, and this may be like really random, but I'm really interested to see this whole Pittsburgh Steelers situation. I mean, not gonna lie, ever since I've been born, they've always been a dominant slash top slash elite team that everybody like they've always been like some team that like you just feel like they're supposed to be in the playoffs and going deep in playoffs and at least in my opinion personally ever since I started watching football this is the first time that I think they might have to like regress into like a rebuild situation you know Big Ben is should have been retired about three seasons ago and the Pittsburgh Steelers should have drafted someone to replace him about four seasons ago. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is not working out as the number one receiver like they wanted to. Chase Claypool could, but he's kind of immature. That defense really isn't the same anymore. People getting old. Joe Hayden getting old. Cam Hayward is getting old. Just lost Devin Bush. Got T.J. Watt, but he can't run that thing by himself. So, um... Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I think Pittsburgh Steelers is an actually interesting situation that I've liked to unfold. And then Mike Tomlin's just such a great coach that like he I think like he this is shows how much how good of a coach he is. Like the masking of all of this through Mike Tomlin. I think that just shows how amazing coach he is. That's all I'm gonna say with that. Um, of course, I'm here to laugh at how horrible the Dallas Cowboys are going to do because um, Dallas is going to drop the biggest games. Um, okay, actually, I'll take that back. If I'm going to give Dallas any credit, I think Dak is going to win comeback player of the year. I think he's going to do great this season. I think the Cowboys actually do something. And they'll get out of that division, but it's a trash division, so it doesn't really count. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up because there's nothing else like a stall. Um, again, thank you for listening to the Dream of Water podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Dream of Water podcast underscore. Um, you can follow me if you want to at Malik.Craven3. Um, what else? What else do I want to put? Oh, yeah, look out for the bonus episodes. Now, you know, if y'all like it, you know, let me know because I'll be talking about pop culture and all that other stuff. Um, I'm actually about to record one right now right after I get off this. And uh yeah, y'all boys, y'all boys and girls, appreciate y'all for listening. Please share the podcast. Please share the podcast with anybody that you know. You never know. Like this podcast you can be listening to, you may share it to one friend, you may share it to one friend, you may share it to another friend, and now you're sharing it to somebody who works, you know, with LeBron James. I don't know, but just continue to share the podcast. I appreciate y'all and I hope y'all have a blessed day slash week um yeah boys and girls be easy